0: Welcome to the MoonWise Lunar Forecast for April 15th to May 15th, 2018. I'm Dorote Sophie Royal, and today we'll check in with Susan Lipschitz of Everyday Medicine Woman as she takes a look at the upcoming month and gives us her take on the astrological, lunar, and collective energies that we're experiencing. Hi Susan, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi Dorothe, my pleasure. So I want to say happy spring, but it seems like, yeah, there's a lot going on. And, um, I know at least for me with this Mercury retrograde that we're almost done with, it's been a lot of re's re-evaluating my diet, my exercise, my hobbies, even the way I work. And I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to move on, (laughs) but, um, Tell us how are the moon and stars guiding us this coming month?
1: I'm breathing with you because I would agree with you that it's um, as we're stepping into this new moon on the fifteenth, uh, Mercury Stationing Direct. And I feel like I wish we were all together so we could all go outside and shake and, you know, just let it all off and cleanse each other and and celebrate that we've been through something that we're going to probably um, uh, really get a better sense of a little bit down the road of what transpired. Uh, so yeah, I think it's been it's been hard. It's been stressful. And I can't say that's true for everyone in the same ways. But uh, I am noticing uh, certainly with my clinical practice and working with people, and you know the dialogue we have on social media, myself, my friends, everybody just kind of going, "Whoa, this is one for the books, you know And, um, and so that retrograde, like I talked about in a like kind of a, um, a curiosity level when we did our last podcast, saying, "Oh, yeah." I'm, um Aries in, um, and Mercury is going to be a scout. It's going to give us a little feel for as we move into the Aries lunation of an Aries new moon. And it's really been blasting through with, you know, with a torch in some ways. Um, but it's had so much more complexity to it that we really felt it um, on many different levels, sometimes more of a boxing in of our energy in that sense, like you said, of that redoing a lot of our life. It wasn't because it was, was an inspired thought. This is because we didn't have a choice. Things weren't working in some ways. You know, there were a lot of obstacles that were in play. Um, And that's not to say that they've stopped, but but it's all for um, a greater sort of reconstructing of self that can truly make good on um these next levels of our evolution that we truly are growing into so we want to talk about Aries you know and what it means to be in an Aries lunation so normally we have this we have this new moon on the 15th the 15th sometimes also has that vibration of April 15th of tax day and so for many of us it's a day of reckoning whatever that might be or it's stressful even if we're getting money back to uh get all of our paperwork in. And, you know, again, all of that sense of being accountable, you know, so it can be that day, even of itself has a certain vibe. But like we said, because it's ending the retrograde, it's a bit of a, a relief. We're also looking around and saying, so what's been pulled apart and where are we now? But with Aries being the way it is, Aries is the beginning of the astrology year. So if we talk about when that notion of living by the land and how new moons, we always talk about, we plant seeds. This is the one that activates the entire year. So um, it's the new moon for, uh, like I said, the astrological year. So it's got a really potent energy to it um as we would call it a say of spring fever you know that sense of um really wanting to break out and something longs to be birthed and we sort of see all the new buds coming up and we experience that that feeling of opening ourselves up and being free Um, it's a very um catalytic liberating kind of energy and um it's the most uh pioneering kind of energy. It loves to start something new. It can be impatient, it can be a little hypercritical um, because it just wants us to move forward. Uh, and so in that way it it all lines up with the vibe of spring, you know, and that feeling of newness of spring wherever we are. But we have to remember that inside of ourself, like we talked about in some ways last time, as we feel that inside of ourself, it's what does it really feel like to birth? And that is not an easy feeling. Um, when we're inside of that, we can feel it's all dark and it's uncomfortable and we don't know where we're going and all we feel is the motivation and the force. And so, you know, it's, it's always that challenge when we're in the um, Aries new moon moment to understand that beautiful sensation of being freed, but also understanding that something new or something inside of us kind of can't breathe and has to get out. And so we use that force inside of us to propel us through the obstacles. And that will really help us as we're birthing something new in our lives right now. Um, so, So in that way, Um, we want to think about the journey, the journey of life, and that we're moving into that new sense. So while we're taking those seeds, so if we say we're planting the seeds, we plant the seeds in every new moon, what do we want to grow in fruition? We're really moving into the year. And so with that in mind, this is a time where a lot of people are encouraged to um, you know, take a little bit of a vision quest or um, you know going within to understand what at a deeper level we wish to bring forth so contemplative in that way to have accessibility with that energy Um, or do vision boards like a lot of people love to do vision boards where we start to um, bring forward the symbolic or the intention setting of the year, certainly of the six months, because what we grow in, the, what we plant in the spring, we grow in the fall. So that's always, you know, in play. And something that I used to do with with some of the women's groups, and I'm saying that for us as as women listening to the. Uh, You know, the podcast is um, I kind of like to do a vision bowl as opposed to a vision board because that's very two-dimensional where the bowl accesses us into our creative cycles as women in our womb or womb space. So as we get a bowl, whatever that looks like, it could be a pie plate or it could be, you know, like even though we like to use natural, you know, natural materials, it might be that we use something a little like a plastic, you know, kind of pie tin or something like that. Um, or we find a wooden bowl and then we take all of these images and we put them in the bowl and then we actually put the seeds in the bowl and then we cover the bowl up you know how cool is that so we're we're in a way inviting what we would do outside in a growth cycle but we do it we do it metaphysically and we do it metaphorically by working with something three-dimensional as opposed to two-dimensional and then we start to see what happens, you know, so that's a really beautiful practice.
0: So you're putting actual seeds in with the images in the bowl. You could. And that makes me wonder if there are even like people could take objects or certain things that represent what they want to call in, even if it's not images, depending on what. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very I mean, cool. you can do it, what, whatever you want to do. So it's again, engaging with the symbolic and the literal and bringing that together. And uh, again, you're in, you're, your alum, you know, what you're really doing is, what spring is all about is is the magic and the alchemy of growth, because it's a miracle, you know? Like, we don't know which seeds are really going to come up. We don't know when, we, when we're dreaming something and calling it in. How is it really going to come forward? Um, something that's more intense about this uh, new moon also is that we've been talking about, you know, different big cycles happening in play. So Uranus is right in this um, new moon, because Uranus is at the end stages of Aries, and it's going to, in May, move in to Taurus. So, Uranus is, in seven years, it's been in Aries. And what that means is Uranus is, it actually rules um, Aquarius. So, it's very much the rebel, it's our self-individuation, it's, you know, kind of finding our own path, it's being our own individual self. So, Aries always asks that of us anyway, but Uranus has been in there for a long time, and it's been really saying, who are you, who are you, who are you? So you think about the last seven years, we've had tons of selfies and all this you know, sense of um, trying to determine what is uniquely us. So with Uranus in there saying, hey, I'm leaving you in a month, and I really want to know I've made a difference. I've been a mentor of this sense of you differentiating who you are in a unique way. So with that in there, Uranus often, because it's a lightning bolt, so when we talk about this retrograde in Aries, one of the things that's been difficult is because Uranus has really been mixing it up right there too. It's been a lot of that change-making surprise energy. Even things like saying, "Well, this is something I really wanted six years ago. I don't really want it now, or I wanted it five years from now, but I didn't want it now." And it's going, Uranus is timeless. It's it doesn't it doesn't work that way. So it's really saying, "Ah, no, you know, you called it in. Here it is." So that's part of the alchemy. So if we engage in magic, if we engage in alchemy uh, as co-creators, without trying to control it, but to allow for it, to be willing into it. Um, that's where the, you know, the beauty comes up. So, yes, absolutely. I think, you know, we we jumped the gun here and saying a beautiful practice on this new moon. But it's really saying right away, let's engage with the growth cycle in a creative way. So, literally, you can do it outside. You certainly can plant your seeds. And that can be it and just see what happens. And that's fantastic. But um, if you want to work with it at a more creative way, you know, for ourselves as inner-outer Uh, you know, then that that can be an absolute. So I'd say go for it any way that you want. Um, Or it could be make the vessel, you know, go get get some clay and mold it. So what are we molding into life from our hands? You know, that is the new iteration of ourselves, of our world we're dreaming in. So I think if we work with those creative practices that ask us to get out of our mind and get into it, that's kind of, you know, an interesting way to bring it into life and to work it every day and, you know, return to it and see what that really feels like. How is the universe when you say the stars and, you know, the cosmic energy sort of inviting us? It's, it's guiding us, but it's also challenging us uh, in a lot of different ways, you know. And, and um, so it's we got to be quick on our feet these days because there's a lot, you know, going on in that way. So when we talk about, again, the new moon in Aries, it's usually a little bit more lighthearted. You know, we're, again, depending on where we live, we're seeing the growth cycles, we're feeling it, we want to sort of cast off the the winter, cast off the the sluggishness and and, uh, move forward and literally the close for some of us. But this new moon isn't as free and breezing, you know, in terms of just going, oh, I'm outside and I can go, you know, get outside and explore and enjoy it and fly the kites. And, you know, and then we, like what meets us in this new moon is usually a full moon in Libra, which is again, balanced beauty. And it's, it's, um, it's got a air energy to it that, that is self and others and exploring in all those ways. Well, we had that early, we already had the Libra, new you know full moon that we just left 2 weeks ago and the moon that's going to meet us in the full moon which i'll get to is scorpio and scorpio is not an easy placement scorpio is power scorpio is saying what are you investing in with yourself how are you um, how are you engaging or how are you running away from your power so if we do that combination of aries new moon meeting a uh, scorpio full moon you know it's really a much more It's a much deeper sort of inquiry that is, um, again, an initiation in play. And so this new moon is very primal, you know, and is very um, intense and very, it doesn't take away those Aries features, you know, of, of the jumping in on the scene and the fire energy of the catalytic, the inner fire that starts like the pilot light that gets us going. It's always that case, but it's for something greater. It truly is. If we look at the seeds that we're planting in this particular lunation, that's not just for the year. I want to say they're heirloom seeds. They're almost like we're being given something. So if we talk about our ancestral roots, you know, and we talk about that sense of even our soul self, where there is a seed, like if we had a handful of seeds, one of those seeds is an heirloom seed. It's an ancient seed that is known to us. Or it's a cosmic seed of our, let's say we're future and we're coming back in. It's something really precious that awakens something that will be important to um, what, we're, what we're activating for ourselves, for what we're growing into and that of the collective. So as we think about that in mind, then this journey um, is a reformulation. You know, it's not just like what's going to come out of this is something that we know about ourselves and something new, but it's also a reformulation of who we've been. You know, so it would be like if you, sometimes we talk about, you know, um, getting remedies, right? So if we were seeing, for example, a Chinese medicine practitioner and working with herbs, um, they might give you a formula and then you go and the herbalist might say, I'm reformulating your your formula. I'm going to do something different. And you're like, well, why? This is really working. It's like, eh. so we need to put a little different ingredient in that. And so it's kind of like that now, where, where something is at, at an essence level, something at a spiritual level, something at a fundamental level, is reformulating kind of everything about us so that we can move forward in a way that will even be um, beyond which we've ever experienced before. That's all connected to that which we love and care about. You know, so, so. It's making, it's, it's dreaming it and bringing it into form. And how do we do that? We need to reformulate ourselves. But it can't be a mental process. It's a full embodiment process. It's an intuitive process um, in all of that way. So a lot of what's going on in this unique, uh, complex sort of aspects of this cycle um, very much have to do with um, other cycles that are in play with this new moon. So we've got this catalytic energy. We've got the pilot light that's getting lit. Inside that's going to bring us forth, but then also what we've got in there is we've got this um, three-year cycle of Saturn being in Capricorn, meeting Pluto, um, and then Mars has been in there too. And Mars rules Aries, so there's this talking that's going on between them. That's more like a sense of, okay, you're 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 birthing something new, but don't forget that a, um, a major sort of restructuring is going on on our um, fundamental root level and our base level in our ground zero level that will more deeply, like we said, hold us and give us the security we really need and the uh, home base that we can really thrive in. So even though that sounds great, it actually can feel a lot of boxing in, a lot of restructuring, a lot of feeling like we're under construction, a lot of like we're losing our footing because we want to just burst forth, but there's a lot of activity back and forth. So normally with um, this Aries new moon, we can feel, um, you know, it's very much not only a root area, but it's, it's it's a will center. So if we talk about our chakras or Dantian or whatever that might be, the will is the area that steps forward in self-determination because it's action. So when we think about birth, right, that, you know, coming up off the, through the ground um, and, and bringing forward or the chick, you know, kind of pecking, or pecking itself out of the, out of the egg to free itself. You know, it's, it's taking a force and it's uh, moving us forward, you know, and launching us. Um, so in that way, it's that inner fire or the inner self-determination and force that's bringing forth. So it's very much a yang energy. But what I believe that you know, we often talk about is that sense of where we really need to go in our leadership, in our world, is the balance of the sacred masculine and feminine, the leadership. You know that is more embracing the initiation, like we're talking about. That's of this new moon. That's asking of us is to lead in a new way, a reformulated way. So what we have right now is we have Venus, um, the goddess Venus, is already in Taurus, and so Venus is in a, a place that she loves because she rules Taurus, and Taurus is the law of attraction. It's an earth sign, it's a softer earth sign, you know, and it's a it it loves comfort in it's um, it slows us down, and it says, um, you know, let's get comfortable with where we are because we want to build it. We, you know, we want to feel into this space, and we want to we want it to make a home in a way. So it's it's that's also in there. It's got a feminine animas quality to this new moon as well, which I think is really beautiful, but challenging to the Aries part that just says, I just want to explore. And then there's the Venus saying, you know, I want to, I want to, I want you to slow down a little bit in the exploration so you can smell the flowers, feel whatever you're creating, you know, be really present for that as well. Um, So it might feel at odds for us, but it's really got our greater energy in play.
0: So when you talk about restructuring the roots, I don't know if other people are having this experience, but something that's been happening to me during this Mercury retrograde is that I'm having dreams that force me in my waking life to deal with things that I was in denial about or I didn't want to face or that are unresolved from the past. And it almost feels like this imperative, like if you don't look at these things and deal with them, you're not going to be able to move forward and plant these seeds in the way that's going to be or maybe maybe not at all. I, I don't know. Like it, it feels like impossible to ignore. So I'm just curious about that because right now I feel like, wow, how can I move forward if I don't resolve these things that are coming up that are just like, look at me?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that's that soul stirring. And that's that, remember, Chiron's just having that little bit of last bit in Pisces and Pisces is the dream time. Pisces is that subconscious. We talked a lot about that at that mastery new moon in our last podcast. So absolutely. But the force inside of you, like I said, you know, this has been building up kind of like what launches growth and it's saying, I can't stay where I was before. So that's where we look at, you know, in this deeper level of what's, you know, um, underneath all of this promotion of this is saying, I can't live like I've lived before, but as you said, there are obstacles now. Like before, we could kind of trick ourselves, right? We could work around it. We could be really clever. We could more um, kind of control our shadow. But the force, because Pluto is getting is involved with. You know, um, Saturn and then Mercury was in there, and Mercury's the messenger. So Mercury's sending, for example, for you, the messages are coming in through the dream time. Other people are feeling, you know, they're coming in through uh, old other. Uh, let's say people they haven't seen in a while are coming back up in their lives, or issues that they thought they swept under the rug, or something like that. Mercury's delivering delivering that message with all these other players at a cosmic level that live in our chart in a particular way. So it's happening in your chart. It's living because it's happening in that house. It might happen in a different house in my chart. So it means it's at the playground or the classroom or however it expresses itself is unique to our own natal chart and what it's triggering, but it's happening equivocally the same way, which is why so many people are saying, I, I have to move through the obstacles. That's what's meant to be right now. I can't It's not serving me, and no energy is going to support that. The universe isn't supporting us to, in a way, work around them. It's saying you do need to blast through them, but you need to blast through them by your desire, your heart, and your soul to want to live differently, that full moon that we're meeting. So we plant these seeds now, two weeks from now is like, you know, the full moon kind of pulls it forward in fruition, is Scorpio. And Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. So it's saying, yeah, we want you to invest in yourself. Remember self-determination, Aries? So we're saying, yeah, we don't only just say I am. We want to go, yeah, I am. And what are you bringing it to? And what do you how much do you really believe in yourself enough to take that dream and manifest it? and go the distance. And so I think as women, we that's really hard for us. We've all, we've all been taught to do that. If we have to do it, we have to do it in that masculine, hyper-masculine way. So we have to go out there and put the power suit on and do it that way, right? Or we're all, like you're doing, is that sense of saying, no, I want to do it in this beautiful collaborative way, and I want to do it in an inclusive way, and I want to do it in my way, and in a way that really suits and informs what I'm bringing forth and who I am. So we're we're finding a new template, we're finding a new, um, a new means to, to do that, and so we're breaking new ground, and we want to break that ground together, but we also want to keep the force, keep the focus, so, so that's why it's so important, and that Venus coming in saying, yes, let's use our resources, um, you know, Taurus is all about what do we value, you know, through the heart, but through our actual lives. So all of this can actually work together, especially for women um, manifesting our dreams into form and balancing that masculine and feminine. So the purity of this new moon is it's an inner fire that starts the ball rolling and pushes the growth out, but we cannot control the timing. There is no knob for the force. The process that we, that we, you know, that we've learned in that sense through this Mercury retrograde is very much that, is that we have to keep on, you know, keep, keep holding on to um, our intentions, our love, what we care about, what we believe in ourselves, and that we can keep handling what life serves up. You know, and then we get to the other side of it and we start to, you know, appreciate that. So it truly is an initiation and it is a dance with power, the power and the force of growth, but also the structure and the intention of what we're creating. So it also is respecting that. It's respecting that we're creating a structure. It's respecting that we're building out an intention. It's a sense of valuing what we're creating and the form that we're creating it in. And that's a lot to ask of ourselves when we felt maybe stagnant or we felt like we've really been, especially if we literally think about spring, you know, that's, that's hard because we want to go play and we do need to go play, but it's just all these other forces that are asking us, you know, Capricorns a very serious sign in some ways. So it's asking us to, um, to stay true to what we've been, um, you know, what our soul and, and, uh, you know our potential or our destiny is really inviting and asking of ourselves so all of this is kind of centering into our will or our will chakra in that way so the force of what we're pushing through like you say of the blocks are the old patterns and we want to use the will wisely because otherwise again the adrenals are near the will and we can burn ourselves out again we can force things that aren't meant to be if we don't use our intuition and trust and respect Uh, the depth of what we're doing. Sometimes we have to push through limitation. That's pretty hard to figure out. Like, when do we push, like birth, right? When do we push and when do we yield? So we need to have a a sense of um, willingness to be involved in all of that. But we also need to, a deep sense of trust and belief in ourselves. So those are big cycles that are informing us. And I want to get into a couple of the dates really quickly, like dial that in so women can keep track of that. I also want to say that I know we work, we talk um, and I do in such a, um, a concentrated way that even if you get a couple of messages that feel good now, you know, listen to the podcast a week or two later because something else may come forward that wasn't, it was like I was overwhelming you a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to listen to all this or stop it and come back. You know, it's, it's a whole month. So that's, that's a lot. So basically, when we look at our dates or we open up our calendars, remember this 15th that we already said, that new moon in Aries, Mercury going direct. Uranus being right there with us. Um, Chiron goes into Aries two days later. On the 17th, and Saturn goes retrograde. So, again, um, these retrograde cycles with outer planets are more just to say, we're just gonna go over and tool the energy a little bit more. Um, on the 22nd is Earth Day, and Pluto goes retrograde. So, again, honoring the Earth, loving the Earth, and realizing that we're asking ourselves to uh, be empowered for the Earth and for us, you know, the Earth and the mother, Mother Earth, women, we're all connected. Um, on the 29th is that full moon in Scorpio ruled by Pluto that is saying, all right, what are you investing in? What is your relationship to power? Um, and, or what is your difficulty with that? But it's a very deep, sensual, deep water moon. Um, May Day on uh, the 1st of May is a cross-quarter Holy Day, like, you know, May Day, let's go play, let's honor the sensuality, the, the sexuality of our physical being. Um, and um, the 15th is when we talk again together, which is that um, new moon in Taurus, One thing I want to say about Chiron going into Aries is that it hasn't been there since 1968. So when we talked about that, you know, these these young teens with March for Your Lives going, "Uh, we're taking our future back. We are marching with our feet. We are creating the remedy by going after it. Um, Just think about that 1968 with... Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy being assassinated, with the um, activities of the of um, you know the women's movement and uh, you know the peace movement and peace was anything but peaceful at those times. The demonstrations. Some remember I said those heirloom seeds. That's going to awaken a lot of that. Some of the people who were born in '68, um, some of the people who were here in '68, and some of those who haven't been there. This is the first time we are really going to feel that we need to heal the remedy through action. And that's going to be very, very powerful, you know, and I think exciting, even though it's, you know, been challenging in that way. So in terms of that, I want to say that this is a wake-up call with this new moon. It's a time to re-engage with life To embody the re engagement with life, to hear the heartbeat and the cry for new life, right? Like when babies are born, you know, they might be born, you know, quietly and beautifully, but at some point they cry. They're like, I'm here. We need to hear that part of ourself and ask ourselves to begin again as collaborators to wake up to who we really are, that initiation into the engagement with life. I was thinking about tarot cards, you know, and the tarot card generally with Aries is zero because that's the fool. It's like we're starting all over again. But I think in this way, this one is the anima animas, so it's a, um, it's almost like the, I don't see it as the lovers as much as it is the emperor and the empress, like the empowered sacred masculine and feminine that's asking to show up, to be both. Don't reject the masculine in us, don't reject the force, um, they're words, right, but the energy of them. Uh, and the the feminine that is life bearing and is nurturing and nourishing. It's not in the labels or the, re, the you know the limitation of what we've seen them as. It's really what's being birthed within us to bring forth in that beautiful way. So the practices that I would say with this are, like I said, it's. Um, be aware of the earth, like journal the earth, like go out every day, almost to the same place and see how the earth is changing, you know, because it is awakening at this time. And it's really a beautiful sort of moment to see where, oh my God, that's that grass wasn't there the day before, you know, that kind of thing. It mimics and and gives us that sense of ourselves, how the earth is changing. How am I changing? Even though the everyday is the self, how the subtle changes of becoming engaged. Now we have to fan the flames. This is an earth um, and and fire kind of uh, moment. So and with the water with the Scorpio. So there's no there's not a lot of air in this chart right now. So the more we do breath practices, they fan the flames. They start to move because the containment of the earth is there. But we need to not let it get trapped because then it implodes. Then it stifles. Then it's all that smoke. So we want to do a lot of breath practices, and we want to work with our Third chakra, I can, I will. You know, we wanna really become strong in that way. We can work with a wand or we can work with a staff or we can work with a stick or we can work with the arrow. You know, the bow is, you know, is the flexibility, but the arrows is, is we really have a target. So if we work with a medicine stick, like go out and find a stick on one of your walks and imbue it with, you know, you might, um, you know, put symbols on it, like we said, with the bowl, and now it's the arrow, you know, and, uh, or put feathers on it, or, you know, whatever we want to do and say, what's it like to direct our energy in a particular way? It's really, you know, it's, it's a tool, but it's really kind of beautiful. So that can be another practice, if you want, with the Aries new moon. And the other is we got a lot of feedback. Um, Women really loved working with flower essences on our last podcast. So I want to say really quickly a few of them that I meditated on um, and that came to me, um, uh, and there's so, so many. Um, But one of them is might sound obvious, but it's sunflower, and that is a remedy that has to think about the sunflower. It's one beautiful stalk, you know, it's like one stem that holds up this ginormous, gorgeous head of the flower you know and it's bright and it's open and it's it's just regales at the sun so sunflower restores the will in that beautiful way of connecting with the sun energies the will the solar so sunflower will really really re-engage you in that beautiful way um, wild rose is a beautiful flower essence that talks about restoring the will to live now that might sound dramatic but I think in some ways, you know, growth, initiation, moving forward, it asks us to re-engage with our will. So that's another flower essence that can be really beautiful. And there's one more that isn't well talked about, but actually the book, when I looked at the flower essence book, this opened up very quickly, and that is Quince. And Quince uh, talks about the ability to... Um, uh, to create or catalyze and reconcile, as you talked about. It's a loving strength, a balance of masculine initiating power with feminine nurturing power. So it talks about creating and bringing in the animus and the anima. So whatever we really need to reconcile those and bring those together, it's a beautiful sort of... Um, weaving those together in that way.
0: For anyone who's curious, um, you've referred to animas and anima a few times in this podcast. Is there a a quick way to describe what those are?
1: Well, the animas and the anima are basically just that's an older or it's like the root of really talking about the feminine and the masculine that lives within us. So it's, but it's at a metaphorical, and a metaphysical way. So a lot of that, um, you know, when we talked about the collective unconscious or the symbolic that Jung often talked about of that that, um, aspect of how do we, do we understand those primal elements of ourselves that also live in our psychology or unconscious, um, you know, and braid those two together. So that is like the root of what is actually the, the word of um, the embodiment of the masculine and the feminine, but it's just a different language and it's uh, of both of those.
0: So it's a way to talk about it without referring specifically to gender or um, what organs your body has, but more the energies inside.
1: Exactly. The essence energies and the symbolic energies and the the metaphorical as a means to opening them up through the subconscious mind, just not through the literal mind. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah. Are there any final words of wisdom you have for us as we embark on this next month um
1: i would say to really see that that we've been um our our another level of our sacred journey has um has been awakened inside of us you know and we've been building to this moment and it's time to show up to it and um i think at times we've talked before where we felt we weren't ready I think we talked about that at the beginning of the year, but it says, well, ready or not, it's time to go. I guess I want to say it's time to stop being, I hate to use this word being so humble because we always every day need to say we're in service and we always need to check our ego. And I, I guess at the end of it, I would say that the fragments of the old self as we're clinging to that can come up as ego forces. So we always need to be refining where we're operating from and where we get caught and how we can get defensive when the will center gets activated and we're not ready we can get very defended and defensive and that's something we need to guard against but when we really also say there is a readiness in me there is something i've been preparing for this and there is a capability and as i unwind from what i know myself to be i can regenerate and reformulate into this new version that i don't see, but I understand, you know, so really trust and believe in yourself. And that will take you through this particular moment so that you can enjoy um, this building of the new, but it's also something that your spirit and uh, um, your some other part of yourself has been longing to, to put into action for a very long time. So it's new, uh, and yet it's known, let me put it that way. So I have faith in all of those features.
0: Thank you so much, Susan. This is very reassuring to hear. And I'm just soaking in your words because it reminds me that I'm not alone in this and that we're all as a collective going through this and each of us approaches it in our individual way. But really, dear listeners, you're not alone if you're feeling any of this or, you know, I would love to hear from you in the upcoming month. If, if something resonates or you check back into the podcast mid month to see, Oh, you know, how has this been going for me? We always love to hear your feedback, whether it's on Instagram or via email. Um, we, we just continue to build this, moon tent community and thank you so much for being a part of it
1: oh we love it so much and the other thing i guess i want to say because i'm putting so much into this will and movement and what's being asked of us is keep remembering when you talk about moon tent every day just be every day just breathe you know just let that sense of um, nurturing and nourishing we don't need permission for it it's part of owning who we are and loving ourselves so um there's nowhere to go. It's already happening. You know, it's, it's, it's that sense of slowing down and, and not forgetting ourselves. Because again, that's that hyper energy of moving forward and forgetting the beingness is really all is where it's all at. So, you know, remembering to do it with love and to take care of ourselves and stop and check in and, to, and really see what is it we need and care for that.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Susan. Um, For anyone who wants to learn more about your work or some of the upcoming things you have, um, where can we find more? about you?
1: Um, definitely, you know, uh, the Instagram is is a nice little little bites of information or references about what we're doing um, at Susan Lipschatz on Instagram. Uh, the Facebook page, Everyday Medicine Woman, um, also has those resources and website, um, Everyday Medicine Woman. And you can also email me at susan at com for consultations and individual work together. And thank you for always um, allowing me this platform and privilege to uh, speak to the incredible women that i'm hearing from you're you're a beacon and a weaver and uh, we really appreciate you providing this platform for everybody
0: thank you susan it's such an honor thank you for listening to the show You can get access to bonus offerings over at patreon.com slash moonwise. Special thanks to the lovely Sarah Miller, who recently joined our Patreon community. Thank you, Sarah, for uplifting the feminine and supporting women-led media. I have some lovely treats for you all over on Patreon, including bonus audio from my interview with musician Alexa Sunshine Rose, a behind-the-scenes conversation in which I talk about hunting for ancestral songs, as well as some actual song recordings and a playlist for you to enjoy. If you haven't heard the episode with Alexa Sunshine Rose, I highly recommend it. We talk about so many things, including finding your sacred voice, the healing power of sound, how to become a song carrier, and the realities of being a mother and an artist at the same time. You can listen to all that and more at Moontent.co or subscribe to the MoonWise podcast on iTunes. Our theme music is "Butterflies March by Sophie Cooper from her album Rewilding, available on Bandcamp. See you next time!